This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, June 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. A leadership vacuum at DPR. Wine country to get curtailments. And USDA to keep processing debt payments. Newsom's pesticide regulator resigns, along with the number two. After months of rumors, Department of Pesticide Regulation DPR Director Val Dolcini has officially submitted his resignation effective July 2nd and will return to Washington, D.C. In 2019, Governor Gavin Newsom created a new position for Dolcini as the Cal EPA Deputy Secretary for Agriculture. After just six months, Dolcini took over the reins at DPR. He had previously led the Pollinator Partnership and the USDA Farm Service Agency. Remember, the move leaves vacant one of the most controversial positions in the state at a time when the Newsom administration is proposing drastic changes to the way pesticides are regulated. Dulcini has led the charge on developing a statewide pesticide notification system and setting new limits on the use of the fumigate 1,3-D and neonicotinoids. As the department is also struggling with a significant budget deficit as more environmental justice programs have been added to its duties. Big Shoes to Fill Dulcini's even temperament and efforts to work with all stakeholders gained him the support of the state's Ag Council and California Citrus Mutual, along with sustainable farming groups. He took time to understand the needs of the citrus industry, especially our fight to protect against citrus greening, writes CCM in a statement. Leadership Vacuum DPR Chief Deputy Director Jesse Creves left the role last month to lead the Assembly's Accountability and Administrative Review Committee. And after serving less than a year, DPR's Communications Director has left the department and is now with the Delta Stewardship Council. Curtailment orders coming soon for wine country. The State Water Control Board tomorrow will consider emergency regulations to address severe shortages in the Russian River watershed. The actions are designed to protect drinking water through 2022 for junior rights holders in the Northern California region. If the Lake Mendocino storage level falls below about 29,000 acre feet by July 1, the first curtailment orders under the regulations would go into effect. More orders would follow every two weeks if the level continues to decline. The lake level is currently at 34,000 acre feet with triple digit temperatures this week likely to evaporate some of that water. The regulations also include curtailment orders for Sonoma County along the lower watershed. During a webinar last week, Water Board staff called it really concerning to see how such low reservoir levels at the beginning of the summer dry period. Mendocino County Supervisor Glenn McGordy worried of more difficult times ahead. We're following fires and pandemic and now serious water curtailments, said McGordy. USDA halts minority farmer debt relief after judge's order. Debt relief payments to minority farmers from the Agriculture Department are on hold after a federal judge granted a restraining order in a lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the program. 
We respectfully disagree with this temporary order, and USDA will continue to forcefully defend our ability to carry out this act of Congress and deliver debt relief to socially disadvantaged borrowers. When the temporary order is lifted, USDA will be prepared to provide the debt relief authorized by Congress, the department said in a statement. Under the American Rescue Plan enacted in March, minority farmers who hold direct or guaranteed USDA loans are eligible worth of 120% of the indebtedness. The additional 20% was intended to pay off taxes that would be due on the debt relief. In May, USDA began sending offer letters to farmers holding direct loans. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Colorado Legislature passes Agricultural Workers' Rights Bill. On June 8th, the Colorado Senate passed the Agricultural Workers' Rights Bill, SB 21087, after several amendments to the original legislation. In its original form, the bill called on the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment to promulgate rules Quote, to establish the overtime pay of agricultural employees for hours worked in excess of 40 hours per week or 12 hours in one day. As it stands now, the bill allows overtime hours and rules to be determined by a CDLE rulemaking process without specifying when overtime must kick in. Zach Riley, the Senior Director of Public Policy at Colorado Farm Bureau, told AgriPulse, Colorado Farm Bureau worked tirelessly alongside all of Colorado's agriculture industry to create flexibility and recognize the uniqueness of the food and fiber production industry. It was and still is so important that this legislation works for all employees and employers and does no harm to one of the state's largest economic contributors. The original text of the bill was rigid and punitive. Now, we believe that compromise can continue to bear fruit in the coming implementation of statute through rulemaking negotiations. The Colorado Fruits and Vegetable Growers Association was also heavily involved in amending the bill. While CFVG was able to obtain some of its desired amendments, it said not only does this bill hurt farmers, it will get greatly diminish employee paychecks and will eventually lead to less produce raised in Colorado as growers switch crops or sell to development. Now keep in mind, Governor Jared Polis still has to sign the bill into law, though CFVGA expects that he will. The CDLE will be required to draft specific overtime rules that are mandated in the bill by October 31st, and these rules have to be adopted by January 31, 2022. AgriPulse joins 7th Annual Sustainable Agriculture Summit as exclusive media partner. AgriPulse Communications Incorporated announced a new partnership with the Sustainable Agriculture Summit, joining the event at its seventh year as the 2021 Summit exclusive media partner. Through this collaboration, AgriPulse joins a team of eight summit partners who jointly host the industry's premier sustainability conference led by Field to Market. The Alliance for Sustainable Agriculture and the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy. 
Bolstered by AgriPulse trusted voice and reach across the industry, the uniquely collaborative summit will return to an in-person event convening this November 17th and 18th in Las Vegas, Nevada. More can be seen at AgriPulse.com. Here's today's They Said It. The governor should not appoint a business-as-usual candidate who consults with polluters more than California's most vulnerable residents. That Belinda Faustinus and Barbara Berrigan Parala in an op-ed for the Mercury News. Faustinus is a strategic advisor with the Los Angeles Waterkeeper, and Berrigan Parilla is the executive director of Restore the Delta. They argued that Newsom should appoint a state water board member who would protect Central Valley communities from decades of fertilizer over application and groundwater over pumping. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, June 14th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.